Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman magazine. And I'm Ian McEwan, a writer on What's On TV, TV Times and TV and Satellite Week magazines. Bumper double Christmas issues of all of those available in shops near you now. And this week we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 11th of December 2020 including Meryl Streep, James Corden and Nicole Kidman in Netflix musical The Prom and Apple TV's animated feature Wolf Walkers. Mm, and we'll also be looking at Amazon Prime's The Wild, a female Lord of the Flies starring Rachel Griffiths and high school musical The Musical, The Holiday Special, oh yes, on Disney+. Plus. But first, Ian, what is in the news, please? Exciting Britbox thriller coming next year, which I've uh, talked to the cast about. Uh, it's called The Beast Must Die, which is a book by uh, Cecil Day-Lewis, actually, father of the actor Daniel Day-Lewis. Anyway, it stars Jared Harris of Mad Men, The Crown and Chernobyl fame. And it's basically the story of a, a grieving mother who infiltrates the life of a businessman who she believes killed her son. And it's all set on the Isle of Wight. Uh, what have you spotted that's uh, in the works, Hannah? Well, Netflix, excitingly, has a third series of the um, secondary school comedy drama Sex Education, which I absolutely love. Yes. Um, and in it is Harry Potter star um, Jason Isaac. So he's an addition to the cast. And he'll be playing Peter, the older and more successful brother of the former head, Mr. Groff. So very exciting news there. Excellent. Well, We've got another very strong week this week, starting with The Prom, a Netflix film that's landing on Friday. Let's have a listen to a clip. Hello, Interweb. My name is Emma Nolan, and I'm 17. You might have heard about The Prom in Indiana. I just want to go to prom like any other kid. All opposed. I know we all have stories to tell, and... Here's mine. So this is based on a hit Broadway play. It's a musical. It's got a terrific cast, uh, Meryl Streep, James Corden and Nicole Kidman. And the gist of it is these Broadway stars, or as they call themselves, liberals from Broadway, they come to the aid of this high school girl who wants to go to the prom with her female partner, but the parent-teacher association are up in arms and these fading stars who's there in a, in a musical based on the life of Eleanor Roosevelt. It's called Eleanor and that's got James Corden being wheeled around in a wheelchair. Talking of James Corden, can I interrupt you there? What did you what did you think of his American accent? I thought it was okay. You're not not impressed? What? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I like his singing voice. I like everything about him, but I I struggled with the with that a bit. Okay. But then he, I mean, he should know how to do it. He's lived there long enough, hasn't he? That's true. And I mean, he's having great fun in this role as Barry Glickman, who describes himself as as gay as a bucket of wigs. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl Streep. Is there anything she can't do? She's terrific in this. The musical itself was Tony nominated. I, I think. The songs sound good. There's lots of kind of big production numbers. And it's directed by Ryan Murphy of Glee and American Horror Story fame. So he's been behind some other Netflix shows, Ratched, which we 
absolutely loved the boys in the band and he says that it's it's loosely based on the real life experience of a teenager in in Mississippi he was aiming for a sort of singing in the rain type vibe a classic movie musical vibe and you'll also see Tracy Ullman in it who of course was with Meryl Streep and James Corden in the Sondheim musical Into the Woods. So yeah, I thought it was great fun. And they're quite careful in this. The liberals arrive from Broadway, but they're not particularly kind of sending up, you know, the values out in the country where people think that the prom should be a heterosexual. They're quite, they tread quite carefully around that. I found the Broadway types more fun than the teenage story itself. But uh, what did you make of this, Hannah? Yeah, I thought, I thought it was great. I mean, the, the music's really, really good in it, and it's just upbeat. And as you say, Meryl Streep, is there anything she can't do? Uh, frankly, no. Um, she's great. James Cord's really good. Jury's out over the, or for me anyway, the accent. Um, <laughs> but I kind of, there's part of me, I know exactly what you mean about this kind of this sort of two stories going on here. It feels a bit sad that in 2020 we're still talking about, you know, not being able to have same-sex couples being able to go to a ball. I mean, it just, I, I can't believe that's even a thing anymore, to be perfectly honest with you. But I guess it probably is still a thing in some places and they've tackled that. But I think you're right. They've been kind of fairly careful around it. It will be a hit. It's it's fun um, and it's uplifting, I think, at the end of the day. There's a third character, Trent, who at the start of the film, he's an housework actor waiting, working as a barman and he keeps banging on about his time at drama school which is quite entertaining but yes I think uh, if you're a fan of musicals and there are a lot of jokes about who likes musicals and that sort of thing you will definitely enjoy this now I think there's something very interesting coming up on your favourite TV streaming platform Amazon Prime Hannah. It certainly is um, The Wilds we touched upon it last week um Let's have a listen, and then we'll have a chat about it. I don't mean to say that what happened wasn't traumatic. To end up where we did, in the middle of nowhere, completely cut off from the lives we left behind. That brings us to the real question, doesn't it? What was so great about the lives we left behind? Okay, so uh, The Wilds is on Amazon Prime, and it's kind of a female Lord of the Flies, and... Uh, 25 years ago, would you believe it, we had Muriel's wedding. Anyone old enough to remember that? I am. Um, and of course, it made Rachel Griffiths into a, a bit of a star. And, and of course, she um, actually features in, in this too. This is about a group of girls who uh, go on, on a trip and their plane crashes. And it's kind of a bit of a fight for survival. But there is a bit of a twist and we're not going to give too much away. But it's really, really well done. It is quite surprising, I think probably you'd agree in um, the kind of twist that comes and um, they're fairly troubled girls and it kind of looks at teenage years in America and how how hard they can kind of actually be and they're they're flying out to a, a kind of retreat and it's, it's all girls as I say and it's kind of a therapy and it's supposed to be it's run by intellectuals that are kind of gonna uh, I don't know find their inner selves and you know spiritually be happy and kind of uh, and what have you and of course something happens I wasn't sure I was going to enjoy this, but I must say, um, I really liked it. But it kicks off, you don't really know what's going on. This this survivor is being sort of debriefed, if you like, and we don't know what's happened to her. And, and a lot of this unfolds in flashback. 
doesn't it? And so, uh, so I think we're going to be getting individual backstories as we go along. And the first one involving this quite sort of bookish character, uh, Leah, played by Sarah Pigeon, and she gets into a relationship with an author. I thought that was really good and I think a lot of the stuff in their old lives is going to be just as good as the stuff on the desert island and there's also a terrific sequence where there's just enough juice in a phone to make one call and so they've got to decide okay who who has memorized the number of someone that they know will pick up the phone and that I think that's really well done so yeah I, I enjoyed it. There's a few phone things, isn't there? Because at the very beginning, you've got her, you know, obviously the plane's crashed in the water and the, she has a phone. She finds a phone in a suitcase that's floating and it drops into the ocean. Yes. And you've got, so there are a few phone scenes, actually. Um, but yeah, no, I, com- I completely agree. And, and quite often with uh, sort of flashbacks, you end up, um, it's confusing, for, for my brain anyway. Um, you know, it's kind of confusing, but this isn't at all, is it? it? As I say, what's going on in real life here and now, and also the flashback is equally as interesting as each other. So you don't kind of um, feel like you're missing out when you're when you're looking at another part, if you sort of mean. Absolutely, and of course it does call to mind the classic series Lost. That's uh, what I thought, exactly. Yeah. Which, of course, did that similar thing, going back and telling the stories of each each character. And to a, to a lesser extent, Cast Away, the Tom Hanks movie. But what's what I found surprising was because we're so used to reality shows that strand people on desert islands now. There have been so many of them. Mm. But it, that it's almost, that aspect of it is almost not as shocking. Because <laughs> you, th- you start thinking, well, you've got to find a fresh water supply. You've got to build shelter, you know, and you're going to see what happens with the group dynamic. But yeah, I, I think this looks very, very promising and I'm certainly going to stick with it. Absolutely. Right. Well, uh, yes, of course, we're gearing up for Christmas and we'll be doing a massive christmas podcast next week but to get you in the mood yes. we have high school musical colon the musical colon the holiday special which arrives on friday on disney plus so let's have a listen to a clip hey everyone we've officially entered the most wonderful time of the year whether you've been naughty or nice we've got the perfect gift for you welcome to high school musical the musical the holiday special Take it away. There will be laughs. A Santa hat or two. And a whole lot of music. So you probably realise, Hannah, I'm, as they say, out of my comfort zone <laughs> with this one. Because I, I can was help. Un- <laughs> you, oh, yes. I was unaware that there was... Um, they'd made this TV series, uh, High School Musical the Musical, which is a sort of mockumentary about kids in a high school putting on... High School Musical, which of course was a, a film franchise. So in this, the actors from that are basically kind of sharing stories about their childhood Christmases, and they're singing some songs. I mean, what strikes me about this is these youngsters—they're just so confident, aren't they? I mean, they're very talented, but you know, they're so just talking confident. to camera. They're so natural. Um, the songs are good. I mean, it's not obviously it's not particularly 
aimed at me, but I know that young fans of that show will a- absolutely love it because it feels a bit like a sort of confidential behind the scenes thing and getting to know that the actors playing the characters. Do you think your your youngsters would like that? Are they are they old enough to be into high school musical the musical? They're they're not they're not into it yet, okay. but there's nothing to stop them from being into it in terms of I just need to sit them down in front of it now because I think it there's you know, there's nothing that I'd sort of hide away. I think they are very confident, but if you think about it, these kids are they're, show, they're getting ready for the showbiz world, aren't they? They've got you've got to be made up yes, like that to want to be absolutely. on stage and to perform like that. They're performers already, and I think you're right. It feels very sort of behind the scenes. You're being led into a world that you wouldn't ordinarily see. The music is still really good, still really upbeat, and I think it's probably um, what everybody wants in the in the run up to Christmas. To be honest with you, it's gonna, it, it'll be huge because High School Musical was huge, and this will also be huge, even though it has the longest title ever. You heard it here first. <laughs> now. <laughs> Another family-friendly offering coming up on Apple TV. Hannah, tell us about that. Yeah, Apple TV. So um, this is the first that they've done like this. It's called Wolfwalkers. Um, it's an animation and, and it's an enchanting fable. Let's have a listen. Wolfwalker. You're a wolf when you sleep. A girl when you're awake. Something's happened to me. Yeah, I can see that. Flipping great. You're a wolf now. Be a wolf. So this has already been tipped for um, an Academy Award, would you believe it? And it's uh, Apple TV's or TV Plus's first animated feature so quite exciting for them and it is really good so it's an Irish folktale um, about two young girls and they're trying to save the wolf population of Kilkenny in Ireland it's based in the 17th century Um, and it was when Ireland was governed by the English so um, they go to try and kill this last remaining wolf family um, but when they get there they realize that actually there's a sort of a a tribe of, of that, that turn into wolves at night so they decide to go against the ruling to go and kill this wolf family because of course they can see that in the day by day they're actual human beings or well sort of it's animated um, so it's uh, the 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 father of the the main character the child in it is is voiced by sean bean which will know instantly as soon as you hear it because you've got his kind of rough voice there absolutely brilliant um and the 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 order to kill this wolf family was by oliver cromwell so they're going against oliver cromwell not to do it um it's actually a really different take on a on a a fable i think we've seen so many through disney which is very very obvious this feels less obvious i think yeah, it's a real contrast to the likes of Pixar, isn't it? Mm. Um, I think the animation looks fantastic. Uh, yeah. And I think this is something you, you can watch again and again. And it's also get that sort of the folklore and the magic it really draws you in. Yeah, it's. I think it's an absolute delight. I really, really enjoyed it. And I love all the Irish accents in it. You know, it feels really authentic all the way through, I think. Um, and I think that Apple TV should be really proud of itself because it's the first time, as I say, it's done something like this. And, and it's really worked. It's a real success, I think. Yeah, and it's sort of got that symbolic uh, layer as well in terms of sort of the English wanting to sort of crush Irish culture, which is, is sort of symbolised in the in this wanting to wipe out the wolf population. So, yeah, really great. Uh, it's from the, the director, Tom Moore. 
Um, but he co-directed with Ross Stewart, who I think has worked on his previous films, The Secret of Kells and uh, Song of the Sea. Fantastic mm. piece of animation that is highly recommended. Yeah. I'm just going to give a mention to uh, something that's on terrestrial TV uh, this week. It's a Christmas special edition of um, Gone Fishing with Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer. Uh, we were lucky enough to have a little chat with them this week. And, of course, I asked them to tell us what they're going to be binge-watching over over Christmas. And this was Bob Mortimer's rather surprising reply. From about 7 o'clock, I watch episodes of Practical Caravan and Practical Motorhome with the family. And I know it sounds daft, but it's what we do is... is Whenever they, if there's if there's a feature in the in the caravan, such as an extendable extra work surface or a USB point next to the bed, we all applaud as a family. <laughs> that gets us through to about ten when we change over for Irish West TV's Christmas special, which is old Irish ladies and gentlemen singing really dreary Christmas songs. Okay, so I'm not sure if Hannah will be watching a lot of documentaries about uh, caravanning and motorhomes but i am interested to know what you've been watching this week hannah tell us all okay so christmas is coming um and given that we've been in lockdown we haven't been able to go anywhere so each week we've been watching a christmas film and last week's one was christmas land on sky and um ah. yeah it, i mean they're all much for muchness i don't need to tell you that um but they're fun they're uplifting and they're they're making me very happy at this time of year and i also finished the crown um which uh i just i couldn't i couldn't put down really i just had to watch it until the very end and it finishes just before the um sort of final split of charles and die really um come under lots of criticism i think this particular series but i enjoyed it nonetheless well yes i'm still working my way through that and very much enjoying it i, I also caught the next two episodes of um small acts the steve mcqueen drama series about uh, black britain particularly good one called lovers rock which is about a house party in west london in the 1980s and uh, john boyega plays uh, a black policeman in 1980s London in red, white and blue. And these, these are all great, so I recommend them. Uh, and as I said, I was thinking of last week, I've started Breaking Bad right from the beginning all over again. Uh, and it's just as good as I remembered. Now, next week, Hannah, it's the bumper binge watch Christmas special. So well, there's going to there's gonna be a lot to get through. I'll be talking about... Uh, the Grand Tour, uh, their latest four-wheeled adventure is called A Massive Hunt. Do you see what they've done there? That's uh, arriving on Amazon Prime. And they'll be uh, negotiating some of the world's worst roads in Madagascar. Also, Netflix film Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is set in 1920s Chicago. And it stars Viola Davis as the legendary Mother of the Blues. What else is coming up at Christmas on streaming TV, Hannah? Well, we've also got Bridgerton, um, which is the eagerly anticipated Netflix period drama set in Regency yes. London, which looks absolutely brilliant. So I'm looking forward to chatting about that. And also on Netflix, of course, The Midnight Sky, which has uh, the, the lovely George Clooney and Felicity Jones, um, who star in a, this ap apocalyptic, 
I'm going to get it out correctly. <laughs> Sci-fi thriller. <laughs> Excellent. Well, looking forward to that. Uh, but in the meantime, keep watching.